This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. Welcome to Rat Castle, a progressive chat about Disney magic without the pixie dust. I am your very white, very straight, very cisgendered man <laughs> who's hosting this podcast named Nathan Hartman. And with me today are much more multicolored and wonderful people uh, than this piece of stale bread talking to you at the moment. And that includes Victoria. Hello, Victoria. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria. She's Victoria. doing great. She's She's really, doing fine. Yeah. It was a great intro. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, last time, if you remember last episode, I was very about myself. And this week, I've decided to not be about myself. Um, <laughs> You're not so, a piece of stale white bread, though. You're a fresh slice of wonder with mayo on it. How about that? That's that's not too bad. I'll take that. Maybe I just okay. a, a dash of sugar on it. Yeah, just, just a little. Just a, just a, right. Very Midwestern of me. Um, Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Uh, so that voice, of course, is Dave. Hello, Howdy. Dave. Howdy. Hi. Uh, Dave, how is your dog doing? Um, oh, what is, goodness. Tell us a little bit about your dog real quick before we continue Diggy, on. His, you started his, a story off mic that I said, you have to yeah. stop. We must continue the story on mic. Um, <laughs> what did your beautiful husky puppy do? Oh, he is a two-year-old husky named Ziggy Stardog, the husky from Mars, named after David Bowie because he's a redhead. He, uh, he ate an entire Little Caesars pizza. Um, <laughs> That was in the box that I set down briefly on the coffee table, like not on the kitchen counter, which you know is not to go on, but I brought right. it to the living room, put it on the, on the counter because we were going to have it. I left the room for maybe 90 seconds, maybe two minutes max, maybe, just to get some other stuff. And I came back and it wasn't like he was in the middle of eating it after 90 <laughs> seconds. It was gone. <laughs> like literally he had swallowed whole pieces and, and an entire large pizza. You know, I can't be mad. It's a dog. It's funny. Yeah. It was partially my own, my own fault. But I was like, dude, you are going to be so sick. <laughs> uh, as someone who has probably also eaten a full Little Caesars pizza in one sitting, I agree. You do get sick. <laughs> um, and also, uh, they're not sponsoring this podcast, but if they would like to, uh, I'd take back everything I've said because I literally now want Little Caesars as well. I got some in the fridge. Yeah. Oh, see? It's a little far. Um uh, let's see here. Uh, there's two questions I have, Dave. Dave, question yep. one is which type of pizza? It was uh, a pepperoni that I got with my T-Mobile Tuesday coupon, so it was like three dollars. So I can't. And it was it a in. discount pizza. I know. Maybe you can hear it like this. It's actually good. It's a good dog because he ate the discount pizza, not the full price pizza. Uh, any Wonder Bread or garlic bread as well, or is it just pizza? No, it's just pizza. So what okay. did you? What did you do for dinner after you? <laughs> I went into the uh, went into the fridge, found some leftovers, and said, "Well, I guess I'm having this now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, to be honest, you probably should have had the leftovers to begin with. Fiscal, sure. And it's better than two weeks before that when he ate an entire sock all at once, like literally swallowed a sock. In front he of probably him. agrees too. Pizza's better. Oh yeah, than that was that was a rough week. I'm sure expensive too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not three dollars. Oh, yeah. um, oh. The other voice there, of course, Janine. Hello, Janine. How are you Hello. this evening? Oh, oh, I'm I'm doing well. I got my Mountain Dew Spark Zero. <laughs> We're ready to rock and roll. Yeah. What is this, Howard Stern? We're just we're rocking yes. and rolling and drinking Mountain Dew. Baba yep. Booey. Um, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Howard Stern's penis. Okay, so. 
on that note, uh, we have our first returning guest joining us. Sara couldn't make it tonight. She had a business affair um, and, and couldn't make it. I think it was a dinner or something. She's cool, so she's got stuff to do. But don't worry. We have a great guest, Jessica from uh, TikTok's Tremaine Talk is back with us. Hello, Jessica. Welcome. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Of course. It's wonderful I'm to have you. to be here. Lots to talk about tonight, so let's get right to it uh, and start with uh, of course, down here in old Sunshine State, we're going to talk about something that got released, and that is, of course, the Magic Band Plus, which is now being sold. If you haven't seen these things, they are like Magic Bands, but somehow they suck more. Um, a solid color Magic Band Plus is $35, um, but of course, right now, that's at a discounted rate of $25. Thanks, Disney. And with designs, they're around $45. Um, but again, if you have a pre-arrival discount, of, uh, it'll be 35 Now, what do these magical bands do that the other magical bands don't do? Well, they do little light-up things. They have little LEDs on them, and they light up like your uh, little sister's watch from McDonald's that one play place time. So uh, th- there you go. That's what it is. It's a Happy Meal toy. Do they that, vibrate um, also? Oh, they do vibrate also. But That's I did, fun. But that is fun, but not that good. <laughs> um, Less fun. Yeah, it's, it, doesn't, the, it does not vibrate that way. <laughs> There's no not added, well enough to matter. Yeah, there's no added yeah. benefit, if you know what I mean. The thing about these magic bands, of course, is that they light up. You can go to any of the golden statues. Uh, and when you're done worshiping at the statue of Figment, um, as we all do, laying our slaughtered lambs, uh, you can wave at it and it will make a generic like music sound, basically, for Figment. Um, Just the Figment one? The Figment no, one makes a whatever oh, noise. Okay. The rest of them do things and have like actual sounds. Um, they apparently didn't want to pay Dave Goals to come back and, and say something as Figment or who knows. Wow. Um, so it just goes boop, 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 and it's not even from the right. But I mean, what's Disney World if we're not somehow dissing Figment with our corporate strategy? Yeah. What do you guys think? These Magic Band Pluses have, have come out. Uh, there is, of course, uh, already an issue. They've been delayed. They were out for like five seconds uh, on store shelves a couple months ago, and they realized, oh, yeah, we're not supposed to put these out yet. Um, and so they are finally out, and all of the batteries last about two hours, according to uh, people that used them for the Bounty Hunter, the new Bounty Hunter game at Galaxy's Edge. Uh, and that is probably because, of course, that they've been sitting in store shelves for months, draining. Oh, and you can't use it when you get it. You have to charge it first. So What? They're somewhat charged in the box, but they're not fully charged. No, Just some people got them and they weren't even charged. Completely dead. <laughs> That's so, completely nuts. dead. And I th- and and I, what I was interpreting was the two hours for bounty hunters was after a full charge. Yes. Yes. That's nuts. Because yeah. it only takes for a full charge, from what I was told, about an hour and a half. So it takes almost as long to charge it as you get use out of it. I had to look it up because on the website it said they can last up to three days. I read that they do still function as a normal magic band, even after the, after the battery dies, which is an important distinction. It doesn't just become like a... That is a good distinction to make. That's true. Yeah. Right, right. It's uh, still... The, the only thing that, that runs out is the uh, the lights and the, the vibration. Um, yeah. I think all the sensors, even for bounty hunters, are use the regular magic band, which is odd. I think the, there's feedback for bounty hunters with, with vibrate and lighting, I think, as you get mm-hmm. close to things. Yes. Um, I'm, uh, and so that it needs that. But still, they spent so much t- thought and time and money developing those original bands to have, like, those batteries last months, you know? Years. 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 I still have them from yeah. years ago. They still work. It just seems so odd that they would double down on that. It's probably just the limit of battery capacity for size and yeah. cost. 
Yeah, yeah. So that way they can sell you a second band that you put on your wrist that is a battery. That's <laughs> I'm also a little confused about like the interactive stuff because I didn't realize the golden statues were staying. Well, they, they were going to take them down, but they tried to move one of those golden statues and people's flesh was flaying off their hands. They have power they didn't know about. And so <laughs> there's just no moving them now. Um, it's apparently when you embody something with the soul of an IP, it, it pushes back if you try to get rid of it. Like it so it's like a learning. pharaoh's tomb. It's cursed. Don't yeah, touch right. it. Don't touch it. Don't move it. It was weird. But I waved my hand uh, at uh, the, the figment and it did say death is only the beginning to me. And I thought that was strange. But you, you heard that too? I heard that too. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> If I was a, let's flash back to pre-COVID. If I was a regular guest and I came and bought a one-day ticket, did I have the option of it being a magic band, or was it always an upcharge? If you stayed at the hotel, you would get a basic one for free. For free, right? But you then, no longer, you no longer do. Which you no longer do. That's the part I can't. I can't. The fact that they're charging even hotel guests for it, like I'm okay with them selling them, but the whole point of them was to be you know originally was collectible and the basic know. ones were like ten dollars or something like that yeah, yeah now they're, they're like 15 30. okay let's go through the whole process here they make magic bands they invest hundreds of thousands of dollars in technology to make these the thing that you use everywhere you can open your resort with it um you can do all sorts of stuff um but of course uh they realize sorry my cat is being very <laughs> <laughs> you were doing a good job though you were you were hanging and i was trying Boy. desperately to Get keep it. a straight face but i'm I sorry put everybody put out a pizza put out a pizza put out a pizza for my cat <laughs> that would work and then there'd be more barfing um <laughs> sweet sweet baby nova okay so where was i i'm not cutting any of this out um <laughs> uh okay so yeah you have these magic pants they invest all this money in it they do this thing where they're like excited and then they go, oh yeah, everyone's got a phone that does the same thing. I guess we'll add stuff to the phone. So they add, you can open your doors with your phone and you can do all sorts of stuff with your phone. And then they get all invested in the play app and then they forget about the play app. And they, I forgot about the play app. Everyone did. So now you have them pulling off this, hey, here's an interactive band, but you also have to have your phone out to kind of do some of the stuff. In reality, my thought is, is like, Everything that this band does, they could theoretically do with your phone, including the vibrating. Like, there's a lot that they can do. Maybe not the lights, but they can do something on the screen. I, I, this is just another example for me of Disney saying they'll buy anything and we'll give them a better experience, even though it's a nominal better experience, still a better experience. We'll give them a nominal better experience if they pay us more. And and every time I keep hearing, because I, I said that you're an absolute sucker if you buy one of these, is what I said on Twitter. And people lost their mind because they were like, you don't understand. It's a souvenir. And you can, and I, and I get that. But you're setting another precedent that says, okay, charge me a little bit more for something that should be free, please. And they're going to keep doing that. And eventually, that, idea, that, that thought process, which goes, you know, small like that, and then goes the lightning lane, and then eventually prices you out. Like there's just a point where something like this, and, I, and that might be a little bit hardcore, but I just find this to be sort of like a dying last breath for a thing they don't really use anymore anyway. You know, when they first came out, there a, a lot of phones didn't have RFID in them. And like you said, True. yeah, every my, my Apple watch has an RFID in it. You know, uh, your credit card has an RFID in it. So, I, I mean, it is 
to, to, it, it, to be to, the only distinction between the RFID on your phone and the RFID in a, in a Magic Band, even the old Magic Bands, is that there's two different kinds. There was a close-up one for tap, and then there's one that's a slightly longer distance, which yeah. I'm, I don't know if phone RFID could do that, but it could be easily supplanted by Bluetooth beacons and other technology. But I don't think it does because to get the photo pass from the rides, yeah. you have to have your Bluetooth on. And yeah. so I think if they use the, could use the RFID... I would not have lost my cosmic rewind picture because I forgot to turn my Bluetooth back on. But yeah, you didn't just... have your. Did you have your magic band on when you wrote it, or just? Heck did no, it I haven't. You... <laughs> <laughs> Where there's your an... because there's your answer then. The, the long the long range RFID was probably used for magic photos and on ride photos because it could mm-hmm. sense you from from a moving vehicle rather than having to tap a point. But yeah. if you can do that on Bluetooth, then why? This is just to, this is a money grab, right? Because cosmic rewind, there's a little signage thing that has a QR code that is basically for you to check your settings on your phone. It takes you directly to the Disney Experience app settings to make sure you've turned on getting location-based fo- photography, basically. Um, and they've added that to a couple things now. So yeah. they're aware of this need for that, uh, for phone stuff. I mean, they put the literal AP pass on my phone. Like, I don't need the band for anything anymore. Yeah. So, I don't know. Jess, you had a thought. Yeah, I did. It was kind of just piggybacking off of what you were talking about. You were kind of talking about um, like it being like a better experience. Um, I think that the problem with Disney recently, in recent years, not even just super recently, is that people kind of misconstrue a more complicated experience for a better experience. Just think about like back when we first they first took away like paper fast passes. Like people were freaking out because they had to get fast passes and they can only get in a certain amount, you know, ahead of time on the app, right? So people freaked out. It was a more complicated way of doing a very simple thing, um, but it was under the guise of do, of making it easier or, or better experience. And the same thing happened with um, a couple other things, but this is just looks like a class, like they were saying the same thing about like Lightning Lane and, and Genie Plus and things like that. They're just making it, more confusing and more complicated under the guise of, oh, we're giving you new features instead of saying, hey, we've just made this more complicated. So most people have no idea what the heck they're actually paying for. So we can overcharge them for things they don't realize they're actually being overcharged for. Oh, absolutely. At this point, if you buy a magic band, that's an aesthetic choice, not a need. And listen, I have like an OG magic band, but I don't the the reality is and and i i know because i i have a cousin who who works um for disney still and and a lot of the issue she's seen is the battery life it's so funny because she has to keep telling people it can last up to three days and they're like it's not lasting three days (laughs) um and then people throwing temper tantrums because they're not being included in their um in their hotel stay. So for example, she's hearing from a lot of people saying like, oh, well, I'm just gonna cancel my uh, hotel reservation and re-reserve that same spot or whatever. Like people threatening to cancel so that they can get the new magic band. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. $35 and they, oh, they discounted to like twenty four ninety five if you're staying on property. It's like, that should be just rolled into your, like yeah. just disguise right. in the hotel fees. That's a $3 band, by the way. That's not. Yeah. Right. Like, it's like, not like, even that expensive. Maybe three, maybe yeah. $3. Those Chinese kids get like what? A dime an hour. So they're not terribly expensive. Maybe that's a little too real. Can we talk about the fact that they're just a miserable thing to wear? Oh yeah, so that's too. They're, so, like, they're so uncomfortable. They're so they're so uncomfortable. And the new ones are yeah. thick. I was hoping that they would maybe make it more. I don't know how they could because it's just a piece of plastic. 
that gets no aeration and you just sweat under it and it's just ugh. Yeah. And it, 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 the the glow at the show thing to me is always a little odd because like the hats don't aren't great because you can't see your own light. This yeah. thing I have to hold my watch in front of me. That's no fun. The the fun <laughs> ones they did were the little the little wand, the little Mickey hand with the yeah, yeah. wand on it. Oh kids yeah, because kids couldn't conduct in it, and it's right in front of their face, and they're part of the show. That makes sense. Putting that functionality into your watch, it's like, just so they can add a bullet point. Honestly, yeah. if I'm completely honest, they've just relied so much on technology that you're looking at your phone and your magic bands more than what you actually pay for. Yeah, it's just it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, and then, and meanwhile, Universal's numbers are through the roof, and they don't have reservations, and they don't have <laughs> magic no. bands, and like it, it, there's I, you know, and even just the, the 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 reservation thing, there's no spontaneity even in visiting the place anymore. No. Oh know? my god, can I tell a, a quick story about? Of course, that? yeah, please. Oh so my cousin hits me up last week and she's like, I pulled a U. And I'm like, what? That could mean three different things. And, she, <laughs> and only one of them is good, right? Yeah. And only, and only one of them is good. Yeah. And she was like, I booked a trip to Disney World. I was like, okay, when? She said this weekend. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, girl. <laughs> That's not. I, nope, was like, nope. I was like, did you book a park pass reservation? Had no idea what that is. I'm like, just give me your login shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't even want to explain it. Like, just I, I'll, let, me, exactly. let me in. I'll do it. Yeah. Literally, I was just like, I can't do it. This is what I'm talking about. They're doing things to make it more complicated under the guise of, oh, well, now you have a park reservation like mm-hmm. that actually does anything. It, it literally does nothing. Does nothing for, no. I cannot fathom to this day why they have any ticket booths open. If you're there uh-huh. and you're at a ticket booth, your day's shot already. Unless you're going to Epcot, I guess. If you can get into Epcot, which generally you can, it's all festival stuff anyway. And and I guess Cosmic would be the one thing you're going to miss. But if they're there, like it's their shot. It's over. It's over. I, I was there on a casual day. I'm going to just gloat a little bit. I did a nice breakfast at uh, Steakhouse 71 and read my book and w- walked over to the Magic Kingdom because I had a reservation already and walked in right at opening and sat down and read my book on the Frontierland porch and just chilled um, and had a Dole Whip because I'm a local and everyone else was losing their shit. Like that whole place was just full of people. They were like, how do we get to the thing? And what do we do? And looking at their phones and trying to get to the thing. And I'm like, I can't fathom doing this. as a, Like this obligation of coming to this, especially Magic yeah. Kingdom, this park, and the idea that some people are still coming in and they have no concept of what's going on and they're like, yeah. oh, it's, 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 almost, it's almost highway robbery at this point <laughs> for Disney to, yeah. to even allow that to occur. Um, but We'll get to that in another segment, though, won't we? Oh, sure. boy. Speaking of actual highway robbery, you yeah, have, I mean, almost. Um, but before we get to that, of course, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, another con <laughs> going on in Florida, which is uh, Ron DeSantis saying that he's going to get rid of um, our good old Reedy Creek uh, district, um, the uh, Florida's head of bond finance, um, which you might as well say like the Lord of chocolate. I have no idea what that means. Like the head <laughs> of bond finance, uh, you know, the, the, the Duke of purple, whatever um, says that, uh, that basically what it looks like this is Ben Watkins is his name. He says that, well, Reedy Creek is basically going to come back and have the same powers that they've always had. Um, but they're going to limit some of those powers, including <laughs> including Disney's ability to operate a nuclear power plant, which I think is the funniest thing. Like, well, we're going to get rid of Reedy they Creek. had that. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to rid of Reedy Creek, uh, but we're also going to bring it back, and we're just going to say that they can't make a nuclear power plant, basically. So Ron DeSantis gets his little culture win as he 
just absolutely salivates at the idea of ruining my country. And um, yeah, it looks like nothing's happening. Thoughts, people? I, I don't know. It's just such a dumb story that yeah. kind of always the story <laughs> is not what's going to happen with Reedy Creek because like they can't materially change anything with Reedy Creek. They yeah. just can't. The, like the surrounding air, areas, the surrounding cities and counties can't take it over and they've said as much nothing yeah, they've happen. literally rejected it yeah they're like no <laughs> we're we're not gonna do that. Do it. um so the story has always really just been desantis political retribution against his foes and that's the story yeah. the story's been told now he's bored like, he's bored with he's disney bored. he's on to drag queens he doesn't exactly. care yeah yeah it's giving mm. very much so lord farquaad to me it, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it really is it really yes. is is that's perfect very true yeah very true. Yep. You could, uh, as the meme is, uh, it's the same picture when I think of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same picture. Uh, so, yeah. the same. so there you go. That's our Disney. We don't have a lot of Disney um, like theme park news uh, this time around besides those two big things, but we got plenty of plenty of other stuff. So let's keep moving on here. And of course, one of the big, big things is San Diego Comic-Con is coming, gone. And uh, DC came out and they were like, Shazam! And then beyond that, uh, Marvel came out and was like, here's a thousand years of material. <laughs> um, so, you know, TC also had Black Adam and League of Super Pets, and that's know. that's true. They did have those things. I'm not I'm I'm not here to besmirch DC for <laughs> still, screwing up continually. But... <laughs> so, but Marvel very much came out and said, "We're we're going to exhaust you some more." How's that sound? Because um, as much as I do love it, uh, the the statistic is, of course, that this wave of material uh, that's been on Disney Plus and all the movies that have come out recently, um, it is larger. Then the last, what, three waves combined. I think we've talked about that before. Um, so we're all kind of in the glut of uh, Marvel. I'm very full. It's Thanksgiving. But Victoria, we got in a whole nother plate. They're saddling up. Wreck-It Ralph style. Here's some more pancakes. What do we got? They fed us a lot. Like, it's a it, lot, was a lot. Little, it was a little overwhelming, to be honest. So um, pardon me as I get very geeky. So um, we're... <laughs> essentially three steps away out of this phase we're currently in phase four so we got two shows coming out this month well not this month august um and then it's going to end with black panther wakanda forever which was the big one of san diego comic-con yeah. let's talk about that trailer real quick because that's what they released yeah. we'll do that now um thoughts i'm sure you all saw the black panther trailer um i i'm i'm fine with it i i i mean i don't like that Chadwick Boseman died, but there's nothing I can do about that. And I think this is an interesting take. I think it's more interesting than recasting. I know that's very controversial. Yeah, um, that's a big thing right now. But I also still, and hear me now, I still think they're going to bring Killmonger back. And I still think he's going to be Black Panther. And because this whole multiverse business. Um, I don't know. I was looking at we'll the see. booty and it looks like a, it looks like a female booty. I, I, I don't I'm know. not saying <laughs> yet. <laughs> I'm saying post credit sequence. Um, oh, well. Yeah. I, I, Look, I'm not going to complain about Michael B. Jordan coming back in any capacity. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I just watched both the Creed movies, and I can understand why. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see just Atlantis and Namor, and and yeah. that, uh, that when that showed up on screen, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, that looked really good. Because <laughs> Namor is messy. Yeah, <laughs> he's a drama king, and he is. is. He's a great character. Yeah, he's got he's got lots of beef with a lot of people. That's always fun. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was beautifully done. Yeah, it's it really, really pretty. pretty. Yeah, it is visually, yeah. Visually appealing, very yeah. much so. Yeah. The sound mixing, crisp Ooh. as fuck. They brought back the same costume designer. Oh, how could you not? 
Yeah. And then um, just Angela Bassett's just monologue, just like that one bit of dialogue. I was oh, like, yeah. just give her, just give her the Oscar. Yeah. Just give it to her. <laughs> anyway, so that's Black Panther. I think we're all excited about that. And that's the end of Phase Four. And then Victoria, what do we got uh, for Phase gonna, Five? Or what do, what do we not have? It might be easier to start with what we don't have. <laughs> and there's well, so much. funny that you say that because there's still, I think in Phase Six, there's still like six more properties that they have yet to announce. And I think they're saving that for D23. Right. But but in phase five, there are 10 Disney Plus shows. 10. That's a lot. But also, it's worth my money. I mean, they're, I, sure. I can't complain about my Disney yeah. Plus subscription. Like, I can't. You like Marvel. And I think phase six is six movies and six shows. And this is all going into 2025, I think. <laughs> it's not even that long. Like, like it's We're a the- thousand things and it ends in like three years. That's insane. I have the, to be honest, you guys. I'm exhausted. I am too. Okay, to thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm so drained. So overwhelming to me. Like, I know the, the shows are like six episodes, but they said Daredevil came out, and that's going to be 18, and that's the most they've ever done. It's it's funny because from a from a number of titles uh, standpoint, it's far less than what they output in comics every year, right? Oh, it's a course. lot less. But mm-hmm. in the amount of time that it takes to read a single comic or a trade paperback, it, it, it lets you space that out. I, I look at this list and go, I can't consume this much TV in a year. I, <laughs> I rarely do. Like Genuinely, that is where I'm at. Like this is the number, this is the amount of content that I will I, consume in a year across I, every genre. I am so behind. I am so ashamed <laughs> of like, Victoria gave me so much crap when she, when I confessed to her that I have not watched WandaVision. And I, yeah, oh, I know. I, I at least that, watched that. <laughs> I, okay, so I am so far behind because literally, I okay, I love a lot of the individual movies, right? Like, I, right. I love Black Panther. I love all the Avengers movies. I've seen them all. It stopped right before WandaVision, me being able to handle watching another Marvel thing. So I think that I literally got burned out. And so now I haven't, like gone back to catch up on all of it. I was in a really similar situation where I was like, I never want to see another fucking Marvel thing ever again. (laughs) But then my boyfriend started watching WandaVision and against my will. And so I not against my will. Well I mean like I was there was not a conversation where it was like you want to watch this. It was just he put it on and I'm like, okay, I guess we're watching Marvel and I ended up loving it. I'm not trying to like you know, this is, I'm going to say, like, I'm also in the same place with Star Wars. Like, I am a huge Star mm-hmm. Wars fan. I cannot handle them putting out any more movies right now. Like, I can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, my brain is going to explode. Cassie and Andor is a great character. I don't need six episodes of Cassie and Andor. I don't. I don't. I really don't. I don't. I, but and, how else are we going to stay on Disney Plus and watch the show? And again, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where this sort of saturation of those worlds and characters was absolutely common in publishing. You know, there how many hundreds yeah. of Star Wars books were there out? And the fans mm-hmm. loved it. And so I think they are speaking to that audience, but a more casual audience or an audience that, that is not as invested, but just likes the spectacle, or likes the characters. Right. It's starting to get to be taking up. For me, it's a amount of my entertainment diet mm-hmm. issue. It's like, I, mm-hmm. I, lo- I love candy. I can't have candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, Yeah. right? And so it just, it, it's an exhaustion of um, A, feeling like you have to keep up and feeling like everything's interconnected and I'll miss out if it's not, if I don't see something. That's going to, I think then in the long term, that's going to really hurt um, overall. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the second part of it for me is we're leaving 
I mean, yes, there were intergalactic themes and, you know, crisis on the earth from outer space and everything leading up until now. But now we're getting into that cosmic Marvel, which starts to get really profoundly weird yeah. and, and very, very convoluted. And they, you know, you can see them trying to handle that pretty well in things like Eternals and 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 make that digestible for an audience that didn't read all the, the Kirby years, you know. Yeah. And, and and but I feel like it's going to get to a point where people are just going to tap out and be like. I, mean, I think they tapped out at Eternals. <laughs> like, yeah, they did. You're I mean, right. they really You're did. Right. Let's talk about a couple of the things in Phase Five. Just so we have, oh. we'll talk a little bit here. We have yeah, yeah. Ant-Man, the Wasp, Quantum Mania, a big one. Uh, always, I, I'm going to see it. One. It's Paul Rudd. I, I think for me, every movie in theaters is a is a yes. Like, like for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, I know. I'll end up seeing it if it's an animation, but it's not what if. I don't care about it. I know that's uh, weird. Not even X Men ninety seven. I can't. I, I I didn't grow up on X Men ninety seven. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it, and I think it's great. I like what I've seen. It's fun, but I got I gotta do something, right? But this is why I took cross stitching back up, right? Because I have plenty of time now. <laughs> My hands need something to do. <laughs> They're busy, so I'll watch probably that too. But yeah, what else do we have, Victoria? We'll, we'll move forward here. But what else do we have? Um, we got. Honestly, I'm just going to go through the ones that are going to be must-watches. Because at this point, like I told my friend who asked me what order she should watch everything in, I was like, honestly, just watch the origin stories and just watch some new yeah. Rockstars videos and you'll catch up in like two days. <laughs> um, I'm definitely going to say um, Quantumanium because that's going to be the start of phase five. Um, that's going to have Con- Kang, Kong, Kang, Kong, Kang, Kang. <laughs> there we go. Skull Island, I say Rise Kong. of Kang, as we know. <laughs> I always want to say Kong. Um, what if is going to be a big one? Guardians of the Galaxy, just because it's a trilogy. Marvels, I doubt it's going to be that important. Echo, you could probably. I don't know how that's going to no, go. No, Echo's got Daredevil. Oh, that's correct. You're right. Loki, it's going to be important. I'm just going to do rock stars. It. I loved Loki, uh, so yeah. I loved me. Loki too. It was my favorite yeah. of the bunch. Yeah, I get it. Was a, I had to watch it. I didn't want to though. <laughs> Ironheart's going to be very important. X-Men 97, I'm not sure. I feel like it's only going to be important if you watch the 92 show. Yeah. And possibly because of Secret Wars. Blade is important because Mahershala. Mahershala, Agatha, I genuinely do not know. Spider-Man, I don't know if it's canon or not, so I doubt it. It's not. It can't be. Freshman year is not canon? I don't think freshman year is canon because Tom Holland isn't even voicing the Spider-Man. No, they were going to do a a canon freshman year. And then I think they've gotten rid of it because... Like he gets mentored by by the Osborne, uh, mm-hmm. by Osborne, and 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 Doc Ock is in it, and there's a bunch oh, of villains wow. and stuff. That there's unless it's a multiverse thing. There's but absolutely no way that that can be canon. At least our Earth, whatever it is, you know, because like he doesn't know who Doc Ock is once he shows up in that third movie. He so wouldn't. yeah. That's why that's on my um, my my uh, trash pile because I just like, yeah it's in my trash pile too because I'm like if it's not canon I'm not gonna watch it Marvel Zombies is gonna be important Daredevil is gonna be important New World Order is gonna be important Thunderbolts undetermined for me what is Thunderbolts like the anti hero people it's Suicide Squad pretty uh, much it's right. Suicide Squad right yeah. it's Marvel Suicide Squad I mean my my uh, my Phase Five things that perk my interest the most are um, I'm curious to see how they finish Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. Yep um the marvels i'm actually really excited for because i i want to see more of kamala khan and and i want to see what where that how how she interacts with uh with captain marvel i am very excited for loki because that was one of my favorites as well blade i'm super curious about because it has to be bloody like it yeah you can't do a blade movie without you know vampire violence and well, it's they like said it's gonna connect to um moon knight and the villain's gonna be dracula 
Oh, oh okay. All right. Uh, all right. That's, so I'm assuming cool. bloody. And I, yeah. I accept that. Well, what's interesting is phase six, because that's going to be Fantastic Four, which they say is not an origin story. And mm-hmm. we're going to get not one, but two Avengers movies in the same <sighs> year. Kill me. Christ. Kill which has which me. didn't happen the last time. I think there was like maybe two or three years in between. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, were the, were the other ones? I, yeah, they seemed close together in my head. Endgame was 2019 and... Infinity War was 2018, so... Yeah. Uh, about a yeah. year. About mm-hmm. a year, yeah, sure. June, July, August, September. So six months in between these Avengers oh, films. Boy. Yeah, it's it's twelve months between the other ones. They were both released in April. I yeah, we'll see. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you. We have more coming in phase six, probably at D twenty three. That's insane. But, six six more. Yeah. So I guess we're all tired. That list is um, just exhausting. I got that say. was a lot. Yeah, Jessica, you look. I was like, we're losing Jessica. <laughs> no, it's not even that. I literally, I can't. It's not even that. I literally, I'm looking at this list and I'm like, I can't even process. I know right now same like how do you have a plan all the way to 2025 I can't even plan what I'm doing tomorrow I literally do not know what I'm wearing tomorrow (laughs) who does Kevin Feige that's who Kevin Feige (laughs) (laughs) that's why he just paid the big bucks okay well from going from a very complex uh hard to digest uh topic let's move on to a complex and hard to digest topic uh which is (laughs) (laughs) Um, recent activity at Sesame Place Um, and uh, Victoria will you continue on by explaining what occurred where we're currently at um, and uh, we'll try to digest it as best we can I remember um, you you kind of DM'd us since uh, last week because this happened last week and sort of said like Mm -hmm. do we do a special podcast on this and I said I think we need time (laughs) to see where this all goes so I'm glad we gave it that some more no I agree Uh, so Um, tell us what's up yeah so what happened at Sesame Place, um, first off, um, Sesame Place is located in Philadelphia. I know some people got it confused with the um, Sesame Street in SeaWorld Orlando. And uh, just to clarify that Sesame Street and Sesame Workshop do not have anything to do with Sesame Place. That's a SeaWorld thing. Um, <clears throat> with that being said, so there was a family, um, I believe it was like a mother had taken her two children. One of the girls had a birthday and they were all African-American and they were waiting for um the parade the parade was going and I believe it was Rosita who um they claim blatantly ignored the little girls and that blew up very quickly and originally it was just the one video and it was like okay well there could be certain factors that play into the video we don't have enough information but then um other similar videos started coming out so then it kind of like snowballed from there the first uh, one there was an argument for like oh maybe there was just yeah thing. they couldn't see the low profile you know eh, yeah i don't know right yeah there, there's quite a few I, th- I know there was one at one point i saw where like a little girl got pushed and one got like it looked like she got slapped but i can't really tell um and then sesame place came out with a response where they said they that isn't what happened they were the performer was telling someone behind them that they couldn't hold their baby or something like that and that they spoke to the family and said they could come back which apparently never happened as of now as of today actually there's a class action lawsuit with the main family and several other families who apparently had similar experiences so that is what is going on it's a messy 
that's, a, that's an understatement. <laughs> it was a, a weird situation as somebody who has um, been a character performer. Victoria and I were having this conversation. It's there's really two issues happening, and one is more important than the other. The the one that needs to be spoken about and that is I'm glad is being dealt with is the discussion of racism because I think that is the most important. But what's happening, at least in things I've posted and, and what I've seen in comments on what other people have posted is a lot of people who are finding any reason to not talk about race are talking or, or asking me to answer questions about character costumes and visibility. Now, I will say that 90% of, of the time when I was in a character costume, I saw feet. That was 90% of the time I just saw feet. That's it. Never saw faces unless it was very certain characters. Um, so, so there's that, but it just seems like too, like it's, it's too much. So I keep getting the people, you know, where I for a while was trying to like uplift people like Victoria who were speaking out about it. But then I would get a lot of people being like, oh, well, I heard X, Y, and Z. And isn't it true? You can't see whatever. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll add to that because I've had a number of people ask me, right? I work in theme parks. And I, I'm not, while I have never been a full-time character employee, I've actually put on the suits a couple of times uh, at one of those management programs where you get to go do something in the park. And so I get it. I, like, I, I understand the, the, the assignment. And it is hard let's not be let's not right. beat around the bush here being a character performer is fucking hard like yeah. it it's it, it's a big heavy thing not to mention the, the comfort and heat and all that just um you know you watch those training videos from the old disney uh, uh, costume training videos from the 70s that have made it to youtube about kids like punching you and stuff and and <laughs> you know it's it's awful it's really yeah. hard so i i on one hand i'm ready to say to, to listen to what see the performer have to say in terms of what they saw but the thing is Regardless of whether or not this was a sightline issue or not, regardless, A, SeaWorld should have, or SeaWorld, uh, Sesame Place should have fallen on their sword and not said it was not negged the people that made the, yeah. the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the complaint. And that's what, they, and they, that's what they, fucked the them bottom up. line is people were hurt. They, nug, they negged them. They said, that's not what happened. And it's like, dude, yeah. guys, you need to just say, we're so sorry this happened. Open with, we're sorry this happened and move on from there. And then the other thing is, there are ways to handle that kind of, even if it was a, a, a insistent family wanting to hold a kid or whatever, there are ways to do that that are not a head shake. And like waving your hand over the kid's right. head. Like if you watch that first video, the, the hurt on those little girls' faces. Right. right. It could yeah. have been, if, if that performance, there's other ways to do it. And Jessica can, can back me up on that one. The training mm-hmm. that you have for those kind of situations is very specific. Yeah. I will say there's a couple of different factors too that a lot of people, um, don't really realize um, it does, but I will lead with the fact that um, intention is not implication. So mm-hmm. whether or not they intended to do whatever, the implication is still that it uh, these people feel um, like they are unwelcome in this place. They feel like their children have been hurt. They feel like their children are being ignored. So the implication is the most important thing here, right? The intention from the performer really doesn't matter. Um, but I, I do want to point out, and this is something that I talked to Victoria about, and people need to understand, I can't tell if it is one or two performers that mm-hmm. are maybe a problem, or if this is a systemic problem within Sesame Place, because you right. cannot yes. tell if it's the same performer in every single video. 
Yeah. It likely is not. And I know um, other people have made the point that Sesame Place is much smaller. It doesn't matter. They still have multiple performers per character, um, even in seasonal places like up north. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, is we don't know anything about that performer. We don't know and if it's even the same performer in every single one of those videos. So really what we need to direct our aggression towards, in my opinion, is, is this a systemic problem within Sesame Place or is this one or two um, employees who essentially are right. causing the problem for the greater population. What I'm curious about, and and I will of course say, I have no experience as a performer. Um, I will also say I'm a white dude with privilege and I can be completely wrong about all of this. Um, but I'm curious from a, of course I teach communication courses, I teach film courses and stuff. And so I have this sort of, I'm always looking at scenarios and thinking from from a, cultural media consumption perspective and a couple things came out to me one was at this point in society no uh face character i shouldn't say face character well face care any sort of meet and greet everybody's phones up it is probably the most well-documented moment beyond parades in the parks mm -hmm. and because of that what we're talking about is a glut of content that can uh, when put together in any sort of way um, showcase different things, depending on how you put it together. We're talking hours upon hours upon hours of content, um, days worth. Um, and I probably, if I wanted to, I could look online and find any time a redhead gets passed over <laughs> for a performance meet and greet or any time. Cause, and again, the thing that's come to my head is this is I've seen a couple of these where they're parades, right? So it's really is like, we're walking, we're moving. I'm just pointing and going. Um, they skip a lot of people. A hundred percent. And, and, and I feel like what I saw happen was here's an incident. And then people said, well, let me document every single incident of this occurring. And my initial reaction is not to be defensive. I completely see that these are occurring, but to also say, I can show anything. I, I, I could probably put together any sort of recurrence with this much footage in this many days and this many interactions. I have seen characters who are walking out and there's, and every single one of them I saw, I could have, I could have the character's perspective. They are walking to their meet and greet place. They can't stop for anyone, right? They are in the parade. They are just, it is a large wave for everybody and moving on, right? But when you recontextualize this stuff and you say, here's an incident of racism, here's an incident of racism, and here's an incident. Um, I'm not saying those aren't, but what I'm saying is, is, it's very easy to create the bias you're seeking because of the amount of footage and information now available to us online. So no, I, I, don't, totally I don't like agree. saying that because I, like, yeah. I'm not. No, but it's I'm, true though. It's, it's true. It, it's it, absolutely just a part can of be it. true. These people both, were hurt. Exactly. hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. So I, yeah. it is, it is um, definitely, in my opinion, a, worth it to see if this is a cherry picked confirmation bias situation for yes. sure. And, and even if it's, and even if it's not, which I don't necessarily believe that it is, um, I, I think this is potentially a, a real problem. Um, yeah, I, of course. I think that it's, it's worth, no, and I'm not saying that you believe differently. No, I'm just saying, I, I think that um, this is part of the, you know, thing with my platform, why I really vehemently discourage people from posting these things online, because number one context, but number two, you can cherry pick anything to prove your point, like literally anywhere at any time. Um, that doesn't mean that what happened is not true. But what it does is it confirms preconceived notions or biases that existed beforehand. 
Right. No, that's right. that's very true. I mean, and that's why when the situation first happened, I I realized it was going to be mainly people going off of emotion and preconceived notions, which is why I was like, I kind of want to wait till it plays out further to make a full opinion. And that's when all the videos started coming out. So right. it was just like, you know, as as an African-American, you have to separate the emotion and figure out like what's logically possible. And at the end of the day, it's like what Janine said, like both things can be true. And I've even gone to Sesame Place as a young child. Like, so it's like, I get both sides. And 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 it's very difficult for something to have two truths on Twitter. We all know this, right? That's so, very true. It, I, did, it, I didn't touch that with a, nope. No, I didn't go anywhere near that on Twitter. <laughs> no, but, but, it's, but it is that. It is both things can be true. But, and, and to that end, if both things can be true, it also means that Sesame Place had an opportunity in their initial response to do good. Yeah. Totally. And they didn't. And regardless of what actually happened in the suit, regardless of what kind of, you know, Zapruder film analysis we do on all these videos, to, to, to Nathan's point, we can sort of paint any documentary picture we want. That's the flaw in a lot of documentaries, mm-hmm. right? right? And so well, that's the flaw of the internet. I mean, the law truth of the internet, is right, manipulative right. at this point. Right. Yes. Yeah. So regardless of truth, regardless of what happened, what Jessica said was right, that it is, it's the impact and the, and the, and the, the optics, frankly, right. are something that someone at Sesame Place should have said, you know what? regardless of what happened let's let's make this right if they had found that family yep. that day and pulled them aside and had a special one-on-one with rosita and then showed that they did a, a, a you know a, a training session with the employees about proper ways to shut down some of those improper asks from audiences during a parade that you don't mm-hmm. have to go no you go mm, that, dance that would never happen at a disney property right you would never it, see it the behavior is exactly the same on the part right. of the guest. If you try, if you try to do that in Disney, the, the character blows you a kiss and moves on. It's so yeah. simple to yeah. do something else right. to yeah. shut that down. And it's like they did everything wrong. And then, yeah. I, then you have added to that like the Sesame brand as a whole, which has a hundred, a hundred. This oh, man, that's been, way worse. And that's why it made it, it so much worse. It made it worse because and their 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 um uh, their institutionalized inclusion that they've been very forcefully doing over the last couple of years, which is so great. Even Sesame Place in general. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean yeah, in general. the company, but, but the park. Yeah, Right, but but the problem is the park is really a licensing agreement. So how much Sesame Workshop can step in and talk about this, it's, they probably can't. My bet is they can't. It's not part of their I'm almost positive. Agreement. I'm almost certain they can't. It's about the same amount that Abigail Disney has with yeah. to do with you know stuff exactly. like, that's what i'm saying like she's out there saying you know people need to be paid this and people need to be treated better but guess what they don't yeah. care like they don't right. care what she has to say and i think it's the same thing in this situation with sesame workshop it's not going to it's not going to change anything here's what i bet will happen is that all of those licensing agreements have you know check-in points and expiration dates and renewals sure. mm-hmm. but i have a feeling that when this comes up when the next big sort of review with with sesame workshop um comes up that this is going to be like okay as we move forward here's what you're going to do differently and here's what you're going to be very transparent and show to your guests that progress is being made it's a major hit to the sesame brand period yeah it's not gonna happen overnight but it's but it's gonna it it, i i bet you that that this is a topic of discussion that can't be talked about publicly from sesame workshop but that eventually they will have to address it with the, the license store yeah, I mean, in the end, I just feel bad for the children, just like yeah. as a human and a child care yeah. provider, because where Sesame Place is, is predominantly, you know, African-American families. Yeah. And yeah. with the core of what Sesame Street was made for, it, like you said, it just hurts them. Yeah. But ultimately, it hurts the children. Yeah. It's tough. So hopefully, 
hopefully everyone gets their shit together but I i'm mean, really yeah, interested point- to see how that lawsuit plays out that would yeah, be interesting it, to see i would like to see like that i would watch that like what comes out in discovery uh, you know I, yeah i'm i'm curious <laughs> i i think that I, and again, I'm always sort of anti-lawyer, but I, I do feel like I'm not. They're, yeah, <laughs> um, clearly, I used and, to uh, work for a lawyer. Yeah, they're good lawyers. I live with one. <laughs> you, and, and he's a good yeah. one, right? Um, yeah. But it does feel like it feels like ambulance chasing. It feels like sniffing. It, no, it, it does. Hurt. It does. But I'm interested and, to see what'll come out in discovery. Well, I tell you what, it's, is if it ever gets there, I'm, I'm sure. sure yeah, it's just going to be a settlement. They're probably going to no, settle. Yeah. Nobody, no theme park wants on the record. Um, you can sue us if we don't, you know, Greet pay attention kid. to you. Yeah. Yep. All right. right. Yeah. Right. So well, it's, it's all that's going to happen, I'll tell you why they won't go to court because we've seen this before with Disney. So if you remember like 12, 15 years ago, 15 years ago, crap, there was a, <laughs> a case, there was a case where um, Tigger uh, at Walt Disney World was accused of uh, hitting a child. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember that. And it actually did go to court and uh, what ended up happening is they brought an entire Tigger costume into the courtroom and they had um, the uh, person prosecuting the case try on the costume because essentially, uh, you know, the the point being is that Tigger cannot see anything. Um, he, the character, I don't know if you guys want to leave the center cut out, but he sees out of the nose. You can't yeah. see, he Wait, can't I'm see anything. I'm confused. What? How's that, how's that possible? He has eyes. I don't understand. No, this stays in. That's fine. These are fine. I know, but I'm just we saying. Say, <laughs> we say bad words on this, so it's fine. If you, hey, look, guys, I'm telling your kids you. are still listening in the car at this point. You're bad parents, just so you know. So, so Tigger so. sees <laughs> out of the nose. Most people have no idea that that's the case. They think he sees right. out of the mouth. He does not. He sees out of the nose. Um, but the thing is, is that literally the uh, attorney put on the entire Tigger costume in the courtroom. This is all on public record. And um, the case was dismissed. Yeah. Um, yep, immediately, because the uh, attorney essentially realized that uh, you cannot have any peripheral vision. You can't see anything at all. And uh, that except- accidents happen, you know? Yeah. All right. Like- so this is, that's, a, that's the precedent, but that's the precedent of yeah. anything involving characters in court. It's happened even before the Tigger incident. The Tigger mm-hmm. incident... I was, I was, I got hired at Disney in the wake of that. I got hired 12 years ago. So it was like that. So I dealt with like the aftermath Mm -hmm. of that. And Mm -hmm. so what, what could happen in this instance is if they wanted to, they could say, oh, Rosita can't see X, Y, and Z. And, but I hope they don't go that direction, but I'm just saying that that's the precedent and it's not hard to go down that road for them. The only thing I'm intrigued by uh, from a court perspective is Sesame Place does not have the cultural and economic uh impact that orange county has with disney and in that relationship sure. because any orange county on california or florida if it goes to court like you know like everybody there is their their cousin works at disney like it's it yeah. is basically paid for i mean that's what lobbying yeah. it does um oh, i know yeah and uh as i've mentioned on this podcast before david canning's book uh people versus disneyland is a is, is a great uh, way of looking uh, through that process. Um, but when you have something that's like Sesame Place, which is less influence, it is not a theme park based culture. Um, it may get a little farther. We'll see what happens. Um, speaking of uh, people suing people, um, yeah. while also racing through New York, Jessica is going our, our biggest universal stand possible here. Um, I am. <laughs> a, a lover of universal. Um, 
what's going on over with Jimmy Fallon? Well, not really with Jimmy Fallon. He's fine. But uh, his ride's in a little bit of uh, hot water, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, essentially, from what I can gather, uh, Universal is uh, being sued over $5 million in unpaid invoices for the manufacturers and uh, construction um, companies that help to build the ride. I see there is also some issues with uh, their license um, and the use of intellectual property. Uh, so essentially, Universal tried to have the case uh, dismissed and the court disagreed. So it is going to go ahead and move forward. Right. And that intellectual property for people that might not understand isn't Jimmy Fallon. Comcast no. has that. Thank you. I was really confused. This is the, the ride, ride vehicle system. The ride right. platform. Yeah. The motion platform. Yeah. I was going to say, as someone who has dealt with systems of ride platforms, uh, literally uh, yards away, um, <laughs> what is the, like, what is that relationship like with manufacturers and their, that balance of what you need and the legalese of what they can do and in, in that is it weird that there's a five million dollar invoice or is that like no something where you're like it's possible no totally <laughs> possible like the thing that for people to remember is there's a within any theme park attraction or park itself there's a mixture of what we would call sort of off the shelf uh, uh ride systems hardware um and then of course things like you know lighting and audio and stuff that are just component based but the, the the interesting stuff that you ride on is usually either something that's completely off the shelf that's just reskinned in cool scenery or a, a fiberglass shell or completely sort of designed and engineered by universal from the ground up even if it's built by another manufacturer like mm -hmm. um you know the cat and the hat ride vehicle the spider-man and the transformers ride vehicles those were universal creations but built by mts and oceaneering respectively um but even the off-the-shelf stuff like if, if if universal goes to iapa one year and sees oh there's this cool ride system we should use which is probably how it happened for fallon because I, I i remember seeing that very manufacturer a few years ago on the iapa floor even if they go to them um even if you buy it off the shelf from Universal, the what they call the GPS, the general performance spec document that Universal has, it's their boilerplate for how mm. everything has to work, be maintained, not kill people. Like it's all it's like <laughs> here's the here's the engineering standard for literally everything in the park is insane. Let me just tell you right now that when Disney Universal, when they establish those GPS things, they're all about mitigating no risk on their side. And so the whatever engineering that that company did for their piece of ride equipment even if it's all of them have to pass what's called tuv which is a german engineering standard for safety and even if they do that even if they pass the the um the uh, the american standards and architecture structural that are all needed here to sell those kind of things there's more on top of that that universal and disney require and so my assumption is i don't know this i don't know well, anybody I don't know anybody working this ride, but disclaimer. I at, at disclaimer. <laughs> I know working the creative, but I have, I don't know the deals of this deal. The, the, I don't know the details. What I would assume from that is that that manufacturer was like, "Oh my God, we're doing a ride for Universal. Let's do it," and got into the weeds with them in terms of that general performance spec, underperformed and couldn't deliver, and Universal basically said, "We're going to take the contract from here on out, and we're going to fix your stuff." And we're going to maintain it. And thanks. See you later. Because that's happened before where universal engineering will go. There's less risk if we just take this over. Mm. Um, and so uh, that's what I would assume is what's happened. And maybe from the manufacturer standpoint, they're like, we had a contract universal. We need to make good on it. You know, um, no, so in theory, no any time maintenance has been done since universal has taken it over, there should have been some payment 
given to them instead? Or how, like, what's that transaction like? What, what does that 5 well, million come from? I, I bet you some of that is what they're calling the intellectual property, like to, okay. the right to use the, sure. that, that, that a ride manufacturer who makes something that they want to sell all over the world. Yeah. They don't want to mm-hmm. be restrained from selling that motion platform to a Six Flags park. But what they probably have is a geographic boundary that they can't, um, they're not allowed to sell okay. 200 miles away or, you know, east of the Mississippi or whatever. Um, and, but that part of their deal maybe is like, you get to have this ride, but every year we get this much amount, which is for ongoing preventative maintenance checkups and licensing for this piece of hardware that we own the engineering rights to. And again, I don't know any of this for fact, but this is looking at that article. It's a, it's probably a morass of truths that lie in a gray area between what was contracted and how it came out when it was done. Right. And you know, no, uh, no shade towards dynamic motion, but it's you're like well you can't use this system 200 miles it's like oh who cares it's like a seat that wiggles so it's like it's not well if you're the person making the wiggly seats then (laughs) yeah there's plenty of of versions of wiggly seats right Um, and that's the thing people look at that and go oh it's another simulator and i I mean inside baseball of it it's actually a really interesting way they do that ride platform it's actually Mm -hmm. suspended by cables at the four pick points on the corners it's not a big motion base underneath oh i didn't know that that's more fascinating the entire ride so (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i will agree with you there the way you said it and i was thinking it like yeah perfect (laughs) we're in sync get out of our brains yeah i mean i think for me that's the funnier thing like i love the the weed stuff but just the idea that like there's all this rigmarole over this freaking jimmy fallon ride that frankly like i don't even know if it's gonna be there in five years to ten years like i don't know when fallon's done but like right like when, when, when he, he leaves what happens yeah so it's a terrible it's ride it's yeah like, um, i don't know i'll i'll ride supercharged before i, I ride can't. jimmy fallon kids kids love it let me tell you, well, kids are my son so... and his stepdaughter. <laughs> that. that as someone kids that works anything. with them forty out, girl, I, I literally could pull out bubbles and they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just I say that because like they actually that's like when he goes to Universal, he's like, I want to go on Jimmy Fallon. Like that's, that's wild. It's that's crazy. Wild. I want to like even walk... stay up to watch Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> no, he's never seen a bit of like any actual tv your, your um, son just listened to the roots and he's just like i gotta hear this in like 5.0 like give it to really i need that silly. beat it has like very juvenile gaggy humor and that's why it sucks and his yeah brother love that <laughs> i mean that's that's jimmy fallon all right it's jimmy yeah. fallon that's true for nine-year-olds yeah. and under it's jimmy fallon stealing the race segment from conan um <laughs> you were if you're old enough to know that it's absolutely true Okay. Anyway, we're going to move on from that to other universal news. Can we news. talk about Halloween Horror Nights now? All, Jess has been sitting here. <laughs> Jessica's been sitting here like this whole time. We're talking about Marvel. She's just like frothing at the mouth to talk just horror. Just like, who the quietly fuck gives a shit about let's, Jimmy Fallon? Let's go. All right. So Horror Nights. Jessica, what do we got? There's a lot. But number one is um, that they actually announced uh, another house. Uh, they announced uh, the weekend after hours nightmare, which I am pretty excited about. I got to say, I went into this knowing nothing about the weekend, um, knew nothing about his music, nothing, just went into it after seeing the trailer. And I have to say, I'm pretty pumped about it, but I have controversial opinions about music collaborative houses. Mm. And I shared this on my TikTok um, and I feel like I would like your opinions on it. So a lot of people are um, talking about how they're, they're either really excited or they're really not excited about it. I 
I'm excited about all of Horror Nights. That's not the issue. <laughs> I do not like historically how Universal does collaborations with musicians. I'll give you some examples. They've done multiple collaborations with Rob Zombie and they've done one with Alice Cooper, none of which I've liked. I, I am a huge Alice Cooper fan. I know all of his music. I've seen him. I've met him in real life at Megacon. I love Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. Did not like the house. I it was so esoteric that you could not enjoy it and and get what it what half of it was referencing if you were not heavily uh familiar with Alice Cooper and and what any of the that Cooperverse has is, yeah right not... Cooperverse yeah <laughs> I love that and the same thing with a lot of the Rob Zombie collaborations now again Rob Zombie is more than just a musician he's also a filmmaker he is yes we've seen the monsters trailer he's very good <laughs> That's him? <laughs> yes. Oh, you could uh, pay that me is Rob Zombie. The so second anyway, trailer isn't quite as bad, but it's still bad. Mm-hmm. There was another one? I'm still going to yeah. see it. I'm, I'm so sorry it. to have, have thrown this all off with monsters. <laughs> Universal does not do those kind of collaborations well. They just, they just miss for me almost every single time. And I hope that that does not happen here because I do see the potential. I did go back and like watch a bunch of his music videos to try and get an idea of like where they were coming at with this collaboration. Right. I get it now, but I am just so, if I'm being fully honest, I am so worried that it's going to suck. Like I just, I want to like it and I'm afraid that I won't. I thought it was weird that they're going to have this house. That's only open on Saturdays and Sundays. <laughs> I thought that was a bit strange. <laughs> No, it's, is, not, uh, it's not the weekend. It's, weekend. it's the weekend. Do, do I suddenly have five children? I, I made a dad joke, and I think I've created think, yeah. children out I of thin air. Out of, yeah. I am Oof. immune. I'm immune to dad jokes. I have two children. How so. am I wearing a polo? I'm going golfing tomorrow suddenly. How did this occur? <laughs> oh, my God. So oh my, God. Uh, my my controversial opinion, like, I first of all, I'll be 100% honest. I'm very excited for that house. I, I love the imagery in the weekend's videos. I'm, I'm a, I'm a passing fan of his music. And, you know, you look at going back to Michael Jackson's thriller, like th- this is not un uncalled for. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the people that are complaining about it, like, um, okay, Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper, I'm with you, Jessica. I don't think they were the best houses, but those were still within the milieu of an audience that's into horror. Okay. The people that are most, the people that are complaining the most loudly about the weekend can die mad about it because the way I see it is if this is universal trying to reach an audience that does not go to horror nights, this is trying to reach an audience. It makes me want to go. Right. And I've never been. Like it, I mean, the Billie Eilish house, I would have loved to have seen because I was fascinated by what they were. I didn't like that one either. Well, they didn't, they didn't, it, it never opened, right. They never showed it. Yeah. They had the idea of that one. Yeah. No, I see it where I was like, Okay, I get I, it. I would get it's it. It's a weird choice. It's a weird choice, but her imagery in her video is super fucked up, and and it is aiming for an audience that is probably like between thirteen and eighteen, who are just the prime age to go to uh, HHN for the first time, and it's it's like I from a marketing and and business perspective, it's oh, yeah. freaking genius. Like I totally, it really get it. is. No, oh, I, yeah, I, I can't I argue with it. it. Yeah, I can't argue with it. I just am worried that it won't be as good <laughs> yeah, as it same. should. Mm, same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I uh, hope there's a section like his music video where you're running and on the switchbacks and his legs, and <laughs> you know, if if they recreate that, I'll be happy. Like, yeah, hey, I'm in a music video. Oh no, I'll just yeah. say I'm excited for it because I haven't done a musical house before. Like after they finally announced it, I was like, I guess I gotta listen to this before Beyonce drops her album. So, <laughs> so I listened to it and I was like, the lyrics 
ain't given whore they're given yeah. i went through a depressive state and i missed my girlfriend but then i looked at the music videos and i was like i get it yeah. so we're gonna see what it's giving and yeah. i'm just yeah. gonna go in with the open mind i think the disconnect for me is that i love the imagery in his videos but like what victoria just said like the music is fairly upbeat and poppy and not necessarily dark there's a couple of dark tracks on on the record but i i'm like is it gonna be a new score that he creates that has that is only like winks at his music or is it just oh no, the um, no it's six songs from the after hours soundtrack um okay, okay but i will say i listened to after hours and i was like i could totally see this i can see it house yeah i was like yeah i was like holy okay. shit this is good i'll have to give it a listen that's cool so dave are you gonna come oh we're gonna have it out here too um oh, I, okay yeah, so far all the houses I've, they announced are that's going to be on both coasts. This is oh, the first. Wow. This is the first year that they're aligning them, and it's that's the plan from here on out. From what I hear, wow. is that they're going to be the same. And so the marketing savings in the marketing, yeah, mainly, yeah, um, um, that makes I, sense. I go to this. I go to this one and 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 pine for Orlando because I know how much better it is. I'm so I'm sorry, John yeah, Murdy. I, I, I love you, John <laughs> Murdy. Um, I, I I was tour guides with John Murdy for a long time. He's a good friend. <laughs> I think what they do here is pretty great, but it's just the park itself is so hamstrung by its size and its pathways and things that it it gets to be a bit of a slog unless you have. Uh, in front of the line pass it's kind of not even worth going um dave i'm offended that you insulted our lord and savior mike aiello on this podcast <laughs> i didn't no 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 how Mike's dare awesome. you <laughs> i I'm, I'm very good friends with mike as well mike's a sweet, sweet i'm just guy. kidding i just like, well, yeah, tell I just, mike just to release the rest of the houses because we tired well speaking of that speaking yeah, of that, uh, speaking of that we might have already found out yeah apparently there was a shirt that was um release that uh, included house names on the back of the shirt. Uh, and uh, we do have a picture of it. We already knew some of the releases, uh, Halloween, which I am so excited about. I feel like that's yeah. become a standard at this point. Like every, like everyone likes a Halloween house. And it's, right. it's oh, and the, the series is concluding-ish. Um, so right. I get it. So, sure, Jan. Sure. <laughs> it's, been, it's been concluding the last 15 iterations, but yeah. sure, I'm like, Lori, my um, God. Yeah, um, and I did not exaggerate. I'm pretty sure there's 15. Um, <laughs> there's the Monster Legends or Mo the Universe Monsters Legends Clyde, which I love a classic yep. monster house. I gotta say, Bam. all of them 10 out of 10. Um, the Horrors of what is it? Is it Bloom House? Blum Blum House. House. Blum Blum House. House. Okay, I will say though that Black Phone was actually really good. That's true. Yeah. If yeah. it's a Black yeah. Phone, it was it, it was, was good. Yeah, I, I, really I, I got a ticket the day they announced it and i was like damn this is actually really good yeah i don't know how they're gonna it. do it as a house but... it's their big i yeah. mean it's universal's big horror brand really right mm -hmm. it's it's their in-house production company that does or their agreement with you know so i'm not surprised they do that I, what else is in it other than black phone in that in the blumhouse one freaky something uh freaky which is awesome freaky's if you, fun yeah yeah freaky's it's got some really nasty kills in it yeah um and there's a there's a bunch of other there's spirit spirits of the coven which they often do some sort of coven style yes. house or street uh you know i'm here for it i know victoria is gonna have um she's gonna you know serve one night uh with her sisters <laughs> in the coven yes. just like living her best life you know <laughs> pulling everyone's coven? tarots they're pulling everyone's tarot cards it's gonna be great <laughs> You'll be the real world, world horror where you're like, you should probably watch your money for the next couple months. <laughs> like, you really need to stop spending so much. The universe yeah, is telling that's, you that's no. That's the real scary part. Yeah. Um, but um, there are a couple, though. Uh, the Bugs Eaten Alive one, I, I'm definitely going to go in it. I have no <laughs> issue with Bugs, but 
I am very interested to see how they put characters in something like that. I <laughs> desperately want to go into the bug house. It's going to be big bugs, yes. right? It's not going to be tiny bugs. It's I'm big hoping like, that's I don't true. Like, I, I don't go to these things. I, at the yeah. time, like, I generally just, they don't really do a whole lot for me. It's like, oh, no, a loud noise. Um, that <laughs> I want to see. Are you like bug girl? Do you, do you love the creepy crawlies? Are you kidding me? Dave, I've talked about my license plate. Oh, right, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like. I want to. I want to go through that with you. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I want. I want to do like that's. I would go for that and the weekend, and then if I could do those two and booze and booze, I would probably have a good time. Fiesta de Chupacabras is my favorite name because it it barely makes any sense, and it doesn't make sense. The festival of the chupacabra. It's white people Spanish. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, like Senor Rico's taco white house. People you know? taco Peter to Latin night. flavor while not putting <laughs> off the white people. Well, yeah, it, it actually, though, but the, the, that has a history here in the California park when the, when they weren't aligned between the two coasts. Mm. Um, they were the first, they did way before the movie, they did, and it was for the local audience because there's a significant part of the passholder audience that's Hispanic. Sure. They did They did a La Llorona house here like 10 years oh, ago. That yeah, makes sense. And, and it was, and it was probably in my top three Horror Nights houses ever. It was one of the scariest freaking things I've ever done and really it's atmospheric horrifying. and really good. Yeah. Mm, it was there be a pass for me. There was this moment in where you walked in, it was one of those sort of supposed to be outdoor spaces, and it was like a flooded graveyard with like headstones sticking out of water. And you were walking on this wooden path over actual water, and there were dead children face down. Oh my god. No, that yeah. Lyrona is she's terrifying. If you want to not sleep ever again. <laughs> or to ever walk by a body of water at night. Yeah. Um, so one thing, though, I can't remember the name of the house. I'm hoping Dead Man's Pier, is that based on something? Or is that just like one of their weird original ones? Oh, is it that one? Because oh, there's one, they did a house, they did a house in year 21 here in Orlando, because that's the year I performed at Horror Nights. Yes, and they I, did it, and it? it was like... Um, it was in 2006, or Dead Man's Wharf was in 2016. Yeah, I'm not um, thinking of that was, one. No, there was another one. There was another one that was like a sunken ship and all of the sailors were the characters and they were like, they like barnacles all over their faces and stuff. Uh, it looks like I, Dead Man's War. I mean, it's probably very similar. Right. It's like, they're all, like, they, they kind of all are similar. So I'm wondering if that's kind of what to expect there. They, they get to take all the Jaws stuff from the Legacy House and, <laughs> and move it over. So it works. I, it's fun. I, I Again, I'm a baby. I don't do these things um give me a i was gonna say a, nathan are we going like is that nope nope not gonna happen okay, but cool. uh, I, I can't you know if anyway. they almost had me with the american werewolf in, in london uh several years ago uh if they ever do gremlins it's a must but <laughs> i'm still waiting like everyone else i mean if you want i can just come back on here because i got a frequent fear plus pass and then i can tell you all of my opinions of every of house and every please yes. please we are going to move on, though, from Universal to a wonderful, uh, our first segment of the night. We got some fun segments tonight. Uh, and we're going to talk a little Mickled and Dimed. Uh, we have, of course, Mickled and Dimed is our segment when we ask ourselves, is this really worth the money? What's going on? So uh, this is not necessarily a, we, we could have done the Magic Band probably under Mickled and Dime, and that would have been a solid no. But no, tonight we're going to talk about an article that came out from the Hustle website, and it says, America's favorite family outings are increasingly out of reach. And they did this huge um, sort of data dump uh, where they looked at family income from 1960 to 2020. 
and um, from there ingested for inflation, inflation adjusted. Of course, uh, a normal family in 1960 was making about 55,000, and now they're making about 85,000. Okay, so 84,000 ish. Uh, that's kind of where we're at. So they looked at baseball. Is that games. inflation adjusted? Or? That is inflation inju- adjusted. Yeah. Yes, inflation yes. Adjusted, because yeah. if it's not in 1960, they made about 5,000. Um, so they looked at ba- uh, baseball games, um, and they looked at uh, movie tickets. Um, and they also looked at Disneyland and where, uh, some things are sort of like, eh, okay, whatever, uh, Disneyland really does <laughs> stand out, uh, as you might expect. So, um, the rate of inflation from 1960 to 2022 has been about 888%. Okay. So that's just sort of base level where we're at. Um, when you keep that in mind, right, hotels, since 1960 at Disneyland have risen 2,372%. Tickets have done 2,585%. A child's ticket has risen to 3,872%. But here's the kicker, and it's parking. Parking since the beginning of Disneyland has risen 11,900%. So... Um, what we have here is an, uh, some interesting statistics, uh, and and they also mention, of course, that okay, what are the hours that someone needs to work to afford these family outings uh, for the family? Baseball game, really, the only, it's about thirty two percent difference. So you have to work instead of three point eight hours, you have to work five point one. Movies are almost exactly the same. It went up twenty two percent, but it went from one point four to one point seven. When Disneyland was in nineteen sixty, it was about thirteen point five. Now it's 26.1. It's a 96% increase in hours you've got to work to afford to go to Disney. Um, so I, I, what I love about this is um, uh, the hours work required. Let's see here. This, uh, the actual hours is about 300%, 72.8 hours to go to Disneyland uh, opposed to 18 in 1960. Um, I just like hardcore data like this. I think it really, uh, we, we talk a lot about, um, how Disneyland feels more, well, Disney in general feels more expensive over time. Um, and, uh, yeah, for four, for four tickets, two adults, two kids, and one at a hotel and parking in 1960 adjusted for inflation, it would cost you about $359, 360 bucks total. That's adjusted for inflation. We're already doing the inflation adjustment. Okay. About 360. It's now about 1000 is what they're saying per unit. Okay, so this is for one one ticket, one person, all that stuff. So um, it's quite the increase. What are your thoughts, people? What about this raw data do you like? I mean, just from a travel agent standpoint, I would say it's a little bit more because the average trip I do goes into the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you're also like including like Genie Plus <laughs> and all that, and Magic Bands and all yeah, that yeah. shit. They're, they didn't consider that either, but... I mean, I've been saying that for a while, like they've just extremely been pricing people out. And I don't know if it's to manage capacity, but I don't even think that makes sense because they said that's the reason they have the reservation system in place. So I, I genuinely don't know what, especially for parking. I feel like parking is just absurd. Oh, that's just, a, that's an obscene thing. Now, the one thing though that, that the article does mention, and I think Dave's kind of biting at the bullets a little bit here to talk about, which is operating costs, right? Operating yeah. costs have certainly, there's a big difference between Rise of the Resistance and teacups, I think, uh, yeah, when true, it comes to, yeah. to making them and keeping them up. But I don't think it's this much. Dave, what are your thoughts? There's a there's a bigger cost in operating a movie theater nowadays. Yeah, of course, you know, there's, yeah. there's, there's just the, the the digital technology and the back end that you need and the, the the IT people you need on staff. Like, so yeah, that is partially true. Does it 
does Rise of the Resistance and its ilk uh, require a 90 plus percent increase? I don't know about that. Like, Dave, isn't it a thing that the, uh, this is like theme park economics, right? I took a class a while, like years and years ago on how they determine things like ticket prices. And isn't the ticket price directly corresponding to their overhead every day based on the Uh, amount of tickets they expect to sell on any given day? Yeah, yeah. And and that's why they've slowly gone into like tiered um, pricing structure based on different day or time, uh, different day or time of year, time of week. Um, but yeah, and, and and then the other problem with that is that once one company raises their prices, it's licensed for every other theme park to, to raise them as well. We've seen this before. It's just the, the arms race of, oh, they went higher, so we can go higher now. And then it and then it starts becoming perceived value. And I think when you have the when you have the the added layer of stress of reservations and, and app and all the stuff we've been talking about. Is Disney worth that? I, I, and, and it's and it's a, a question I'm, I don't think there's an objective answer to, but I think it's it's it is going to eventually be something that people, you know, Universal is their competition, but has never been quite primed to be to best them as they are now. Right. And the nutty thing, if you really look at the stats here, is the hours of work required to afford family outings. This is 1960s two dollars and seventy cents an hour compared to 2022, which is forty dollars and thirty eight cents an hour. We're not talking about hours made at minimum wage. We're talking about very yeah. much kind of above middle class already. Like, and you mm-hmm. still have to work. Yeah, twenty-six I, I hours don't make anywhere near forty bucks <laughs> no. an hour. Like my household maybe make no. Yeah, my household makes. You know, like that's. Yeah, it gets complicated real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's and, like a and, total and, household. That's a two people basically, two middle class people. And it certainly doesn't take into account hours. the fact that everything else is more expensive, right? Yeah, like yeah, it's. Yeah. So, Which is why I don't understand why, like, they're pricing it the way they are. Like, I just can't justify Magic Bands being, like, $45. I fucking can't. It's literally an Apple Watch. I pay less in <laughs> monthly payments for my Apple Watch. Like, It has way less functionality. <laughs> and it has way less function. That's what's blowing yeah. my mind. Yeah. Well, at least let it be, like, a pedometer that tracks your steps. All right, <laughs> tell me when my period's coming, and then we'll talk. <laughs> like... But Victoria and I were talking uh, recently, and I think that this definitely is pertinent to this conversation, is that, you know, they are also, there's largely like an internet community or an internet divide between people who can and can't afford to go to Disney on a regular basis, whether it's families or otherwise. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's really becoming a, a, a sign of wealth to go to Disney almost like that designer handbag you wanted in middle school, right? It's like right. a status symbol versus a wholesome family vacation. It's really interesting that you say that because I'm someone who's always had an annual pass and it was fine. I could I could hang. And now I'm at the point now where like I make the most money I've ever made in my life and my expenses outside of that necessarily, they've changed, but everything is so expensive that including Disney, especially Disney, I can't afford to go to Disney anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I can't like- Oh, same. Yeah. I'm paying yeah. 120 a month for my son's pass and my pass. Yeah. And that that's nuts. I pay for four annual passes a month at Universal and it's $77. That's oh my God. at Universal for four people. Yeah. Honestly, can I just say like I have a Hershey pass and a Universal pass and both of those passes combined are still cheaper than what I was paying for by Disney Pass. My my Universal passes are 50 or 60 bucks a month for us. So half the price. My Knotts my Knotts pass here in, in LA is $109 for the year, yeah. first of all. And Ooh. you add if you add scare all of Scary Farm the entire month and a half of Scary Farm to that, it's another 85 90 bucks. Mhm. 
So for less than $200, I can go to Scary Farm every night of the week yeah. or the park every weekend, like without reservations. Here's where I will, I'll do a little corporate advocating, uh, advocating a little bit here, which is uh, Disneyland, I can't, I, I can't make it work in my head, the, 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 AP, the AP price for that. Disney World, I do see it as, especially if you add the water park for 100 a year, um, you, we're talking four theme parks, uh, a water park, and mini golf uh, before four. It's a lot. I mean, I'm not saying it's not. I, I don't think the price equals the, the complications of trying to make it work. Well, there's also you have to factor in when you're going to the parks, it costs a lot of money on top of that. Like I'm spending mm -hmm. probably $400 a month at Disney. Like <laughs> it's crazy. Well that, but also keep in mind, like, yes, are you getting more access to more parks? Absolutely. But you're also getting a very difficult, uh, system as far as park reservations 100%, 100%, and all stuff yeah. like yep. literally disney is charging you more and making you jump through more hoops and don't even get started on disneyland they get penalized if they don't make their fucking reservations yeah that's crazy yeah yeah, yeah. so anyway not a shock on this podcast uh but um i don't know uh you know eat the rich um <laughs> moving on uh but we got two beware our guest segments uh to finish us out tonight dave would you please yeah, guests behaving badly. Um, I mean, the first one is a fight that broke out in line for Mickey's Philhar Magic, which is the funniest the... place to fight over a place in line. Well, also, I well, mean, true. You, you it's have... not. It's not hard to get into Philhar Magic. <laughs> it's a people eater, like yeah. And you eater. end up like corralled into a giant open space where your position in line really doesn't matter that much. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it, and it was like so. The way it happened was evidently there was a family in line. Uh, one of them realized they left their phone in their mobility vehicle and got out of line to go get it. And on the way back in, they were sort of strong-armed by another family who would not let them rejoin their group. And that person's brother intervened and started a fist fight. And they were taken away by security. And one person went into an ambul ambulance because they were lacerations and injuries. And it was was an important ugly. detail is yeah. the family who didn't want to let them go waited for them outside of the exit to come yeah, right. them again Crazy. later. Which is that's a huge detail. Like that's right, not that, here yeah. in the moment. Like that takes it no. second degree murder to first degree murder and like that's right. free meditation. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like True. let it go. Go touch some grass, people yeah. for yeah. Christ's sure. sakes. Like, yeah. like and like, now one family's banned and one is arrested. Just so how this is all <sighs> ended. Wow. Which is wild to me that the other family got banned. Which one got banned? The ones who put up the I, fight? I would assume no, the ones the that... people who were walking through the line and got yeah. attacked by the family in white. Yeah, yeah I think but but I would say this: it, there's a lot of escalation that occurs. At, yeah, at the, at the end I haven't there. watched the video. So. Um, it's right. a it's a lot of stress. I mean, you're at a theme park where you have to plan every aspect of your fucking breathing hours. It's a yeah. stress factory now. It's like it's just experience so is just one pressure point after another pressure point after another pressure point, and it's just not even right. fun anymore. I said the same thing, Janine. I was literally at the park in May and I spent a whole day there at, at Epcot and I literally left and I think I texted a couple friends and I was like, this was not fun anymore. It was stressful. Mm. It was not enjoyable at all at any point. Yeah. I, I don't find this story that interesting. And, and one of the reasons that we, we put it on here is not necessarily to talk about the actual fighting because uh, people getting stressed in fighting at Disney is like, yep. It happens um, all the time. But I do think that the the sort of the spark that lit this bomb and, and made it explode of line cutting 
uh, is a very interesting little topic to cover here because I think we've seen Disney recently have signs where they've said, uh, you know, you can't rejoin your family. It's not on every ride or anything, but they've they've tried to make some sort of statement about, hey, you can't use somebody as a line holder and then six people are like, excuse us, we have to reunite with our family, which, you know, are about to get on rise. Like, that's not how the system works. So you see this, like, this need, and again, I think this kind of goes back to our conversation about stress and trying to get get as much out of the money you have to pay as possible, right? Well, we're going to go do this because we were able to get the, you know, the lightning lane at this time for this. You go over there and get in line and then we'll meet you later. I get why people are doing it, but what are your guys' thoughts on uh, line cutting, line butting? Have we seen more of it recently? Is it is it a worse problem? There's a, It's one of those things where there are rules and they're, they're cutting in line is not cool. Right. And if, and right. if you go into line, but you text your family going, I'm in line, catch up with me when you get here. And five people go, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And push by that is not cool. And that should be called out. That is bad behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. If I'm in line and my kid throws a tantrum and he needs to go to the bathroom, or I left my medicine and my ECB and I really need it, or I need my phone because I, my kid's going nuts and I need to let him play his mobile game. Like getting out of line when you're already in there to do something briefly and come back should not be an offense that somebody starts a fight for, right? right? I agree. Like, I, agree. I, I, I think that like just biology alone dictates that some people are going to have to leave line. That's yeah. happens Especially all the time. Especially with lines the way they are. They're long. Yeah. Yeah. So I just by lightning lane. I think it's unreasonable <laughs> to expect I think it's unreasonable to expect people to have to, you know, stay in line rigidly. And it's not a black it is black and white if you are not in if you have not been in line already. That is wrong. It is a gray area and should be evaluated case by case basis when it's somebody leaving the line to go get something that yeah. they need. I know? always sort of have this and it's hard to gauge when you're in the middle of it, right? But like if there are more people getting into or budding than there are in the res like reserved spot that's the problem right if you've got four people and two are kind of meeting them i'm like okay whatever you know but like it's that situation of the one or the two and six right like and and i get it like there there comes there are the moments where it doesn't matter and they're really i think it's when the people are kind of like I'm really sorry. Like there is this desire for some of them to make it very clear. Like I know what I'm doing. I am, please just let me through. Like I'm, I'm, it's, you know, and you kind of go, okay, it's fine. But then there are the others that just have this like mentality of like, no, my family's up there and I'm going to go and I'm going to enjoy this. And like, I need you to get out of my way. And that's where I, you know, that's the moments where I get all like to quote Walter Sobchak, like, you know, does anyone else give a shit about the rules? Like market zero, like this is the, you know, no more uh, of that sort of, you know, I can't let, I can't allow it to happen. Um, And it's tough. I feel like it's case by case ride by ride. I think some rides make it easier to have that happen and it doesn't feel too crazy. And other rides, you're like, absolutely not. <laughs> um, I just wanted to add, I, when I, I was reading the update from the family that got banned but not arrested, mm-hmm. and um, they said that they were told that they had to leave their resort, which was the Riviera, and they said that they were staying for two more weeks. And so that's I was so like, crazy. how much is that? And so I went and looked it up. That's $10,000. You Clearly, Bob to... Chapek was not involved with the decision to that's kick them out. Ten thousand dollars and they don't gotta give that money back yeah yeah that's true that's all that's all reserved what yeah they don't gotta give that back goodness now to be fit to be fair here that is what they're saying right yeah this is alleged that's true people do lie a lot just so we're clear Um, people lie a lot yeah but 
I don't know. I kind of feel I don't like know. If, if I spent ten thousand dollars, I'm not saying Disney made me leave. Uh, I, my thing is, if you're already spending ten thousand dollars, I'm I'm a little curious why, why you didn't get a plaid. Why you didn't get a plaid? Yeah, I guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah, um, right. At that point, Fair. I did see uh, a total side note, but uh, I was uh, I was there recently, of course, and um, I saw two people with three plaids. I don't understand it. Doesn't make any sense in my head. It 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 wasn't Beyonce. I don't know. Wait, it isn't was... it one for every seven people? Yeah, I, it was yeah. a strange scenario. I it could have been multiple groupings going to a ride or something, but it was just the weirdest thing to see two people in three plaids. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my new band, by the way. Uh, you can follow <laughs> us on Facebook. Two people and three plaids. Three plaids. Three plaids. Can I play um, bass? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we we play uh, new wave uh, polka. So I love it. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. Big fan. Perfect. Dave is uh, going to be our guest accordion player. Please do. <laughs> Dave, we have a much funnier story. Could you please tell us what's happened? Oh. We don't normally get this. This is a universal story, which I think is yeah. it's nice to head on over. Uh, People behaving universal has even better. Universal. Yeah, they have even better stories apparently. So, uh this one's good. This one's crazy. It, uh, this this is wild. He uh, he was at Volcano Bay. And uh, this guy went to a closed restaurant in Volcano Bay called Krakatoa Katie's. The doors, door was open, but it was closed. There was nobody in it. There was this, uh, who knows if there's a rope across or it's closed or whatever, but it was not operating. There was nobody in it. So how he got in, if it was unlocked and he opened the door, it's unclear. It says he, it, he went into an unlocked door. He went in, went behind the counter, poured himself a delicious adult <laughs> beverage for free do we know well, what that beverage was i'm just curious little, i don't think little it's a little the... finger discount it does not say that's a shame it says it costs 50 dollars, which i don't understand hopefully that's multiple or maybe you got a tiki glass or two who knows um maybe that's but, like top shelf you know but like the, I but would the yeah, yeah. But i mean the if you're gonna serve yourself for free okay, went, sure i'm gonna go top shelf for sure yeah. um the comedy of it is when he when he tried to leave the door had shut behind him and it was locked and he could not get out, which is odd, but I get it. If a restaurant's closed, it's probably secured for all sorts of, uh, uh, you know, risk and safety reasons and, mm-hmm. and theft. Um, and he forcibly made his way out. Like he rammed against the door three or four times until like the lock broke <laughs> and strolled out and like scurried away. Like the, like the margarita guy in Jurassic World. Like, oh, here we go. <laughs> the margarita guy being Jimmy Buffett himself. Jimmy Buffett? Just, just was that actually, Jimmy that was actually yeah, Jimmy that, was, Buffett. Yeah. that was Jimmy Buffett. That's funny. I did not know that. Okay, so but then it gets funnier. So it looked at the footage and they saw this guy in green swimming trunks and a pink belt bag entering through the unlocked door and getting trapped in and then breaking the door to get out. Um, they two hours later he went to security to get help for an item that he lost. Okay, that <laughs> this is just dude. Uh, and they had already sort of identified him because of what he was wearing and they uh uh the orlando police was notified he was detained in questions he admitted he should not have gone inside and said uh, i fucked up <laughs> and was taken to jail so that must have been like, a good drink i hope that was a real good drink dude i really do uh psa from the girlfriend of a former public defender don't tell the cops you fucked up even if you fucked up just don't don't do it it doesn't help eyes to admit guilt just shut your fucking mouth that's it don't talk to cops but i will say universal is largely so much better than other theme parks at getting rid of people and actually following through with punishment like this like 
Um, they are. When I when I worked at Horror Nights, I got hit in the face. Like, and it wasn't. I wasn't wearing a mask. It was just my face. Like, got hit in my face by somebody who'd been drinking. Um, and uh, literally, Universal Security and Orlando Police Department got the guy. Like, in, like didn't he didn't even make a run for it. Got it. They are just they are good at. And the guy got trespassed, all that stuff. They, you know, uh, filed, we filed charges. I was taken to uh, Dr. Phillips Hospital and all that stuff just to get checked out. But like Universal largely is is pretty good at following through with their standards there. I, and this is sort of a – I don't know if this is why, I, but I, I kind of feel like it. there's this Disney sort of – you know, we kind of keep things behind the scenes. Let's, For example, the right. the the thing about um, what happened at PhilharMagic, uh, right? They took them to separate security areas and, and talked mm-hmm. through it. Like Universal's just like, what's up? We're like the teen theme park. Like we get it. Like 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 you walked through City Walk. You know we're, we're punk. Like we're going to just arrest <laughs> this guy. Like – I just feel like there's less of this desire to be like, well, we're going to keep it behind the scenes. They just do it because it needs to be done. I think especially during horror nights, like, hmm, come on, you're there for a reason. <laughs> so I always imagine, I always imagine Disney jail to be sort of cartoony. Like there's, you know, Mary Poppins is in there selling spoonfuls of sugar, if you know yeah. what I mean. Like uh, <laughs> so the, the seven dwarves are each in a different cell. It's, you know. <laughs> it's not exciting. You guys, it's really, <laughs> I, that's the thing. So I, yeah, but I will say somebody who's dealt with, security uh and like filing for injuries at disney sure. and universal universal what, will actually what a fun do life something. you've lived <laughs> i've been hit in the face on several occasions oh. but the, but universal actually seemed to care sure that you know somebody actually physically assaulted me whereas disney was like oh you don't want to have to fill out this report and if Ooh. you go to health if you go to health services you're going to have to be on modified duty for like six so that's the thing is like that's a difference is like like Disney largely just wants to like kind of sweep it under the rug. Like you said, keep it backstage. Whereas universal that I literally wrote my statement and gave the police report in front of guests at universal because um, the guy was standing there and like, I identified. And I think universal wants other people to see. Yes. Don't fuck around. Right. Fuck around and find out. And that was like 11 years ago. So that wasn't even like recent. That was back then. Yeah. My experience with Universal in a similar vein is I remember my cousin who was like 19 or 20 got banned for a couple years for drinking alcohol there underage. Mm. Like they're, they're enforcing that too, or at least they were that yeah, they at over a decade ago. But yeah, they, uh, yeah, you look questionable, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, speaking of non-questionable things, which is uh, people's uh, very avid endorsements of what we do here. Uh, we have a five-star oh, yeah. review. And as, as we've said, we're going to read our five-star reviews. And if you'd like to leave us a five-star review, you certainly can on Apple or any sort of thing. Apple's best because it, it helps with getting the word out uh, in their platform and algorithms can I, and whatnot. Can I read it? Can I read it? Uh, I read well, I think Janine was going to read it. <laughs> oh, Janine, you, Janine, you read it. Yes. You read it. Go for it. <laughs> I get to talk. Yay, I get to have Yes, things. Janine's hosting this segment. This is her segment. So. <laughs> What's our five-star review? But we're all excited about it. Yeah, this is from Itsy Bitsy Mini, which is a Yay. very cute 
little pseudonym there. I love that. And uh, Itsy Bitsy Mini wrote a five-star review and said, I love this show. I love the people in it. <laughs> I'm so happy there's a show with unique and diverse hosts that all share their own specialized insight. Rat Castle is my new favorite castle. Sorry, Disneyland. Your tiny castle stood no chance. Sorry, Disneyland. So yeah. Disneyland. There's a little yeah. bit of shade in there. We love a little Shots, bit of shade. Shots it's fired so hot here in Florida. Mini. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll take it. We're the best. So, well, there you go. Uh, I know. So, thank yeah, that's you so a great much. one. That Thank you so much, Itsy Bitsy Mini. We appreciate it. Um, awesome. So to end, of course, we're, we're, we want to we not only showcase uh, ourselves here with our five-star reviews, but also, Jessica, where can people find you? You're all over the place on, online. Where can people yeah. uh, get more of your opinions when you're not just on here? <laughs> well, you can find me on TikTok, which is my largest platform, and my handle is at Tremaine Talk. T-R-E-M-A-I-N-E-T-O-K. And on Instagram, it is the same name, but add Jessica to the end of it. So Tremaine Talk Jessica and Tremaine Talk on Twitter. Thank you so much, Jessica. It was wonderful to have you as always. You're always welcome back here in our our castle always has a seat available. and of course, Rat Castle is produced by yours truly, Nathan Hartman. Please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. And tell all your friends and give us reviews and whatnot. And, and if you have any uh, any questions you have for us or want some links, you can find all of our material at bit.ly forward slash Rat Castle. Uh, or you can visit our website, which is Rat Castle Podcast at podbean.com. Thank you all for joining us, uh, all my uh, esteemed rats uh, here on the panel. Uh, and for you all listening, you are now able to grab your belongings and exit to the lounge. Will you stop this foolishness? What foolishness would you like to see? Will you get out of here? <laughs>